All right. Well, happy new year, ladies. It's our first podcast of the new year, and I'm super excited to meet Pastor Melody. We need a kazoo. A kazoo. Bye-bye. Party hats. We're going to just have a super fun time celebrating. Pew, pew, pew. I wish you guys could have heard her like before this. She was over here like scatting. Oh, I can do it for them. Um, yeah, please share. Thoughts and prayers are appreciated in this season of our lives. It's always funny to me because when we come in for these podcasts, there's very little preparation. We just really let the Holy Spirit do his thing. And so we never know. I don't know that me scatting's the Holy Spirit, but... Um... I actually agree with that. I'm pretty sure. I don't... I, I wouldn't say I don't know. It's I'm pretty sure it's definitely not. Uh, all right, moving on. <laughs> so anyway, so we're excited about our first podcast of the new year of 2022. And so we were talking, and I think it would be really fun to think about, you know, where Arise has been, where we are now. And I said earlier, like, we started from the bottom, now we're here. Like, where have we been? How did we get here? Um, and and where are we going? Some, and where are we going? So I think this is going to be a fun podcast, like reflecting and dreaming and hoping. And um, so I'm yeah. excited about this. Yeah. Women's ministry has always been um, something that has been an adventure. And I, uh, you know, I have, I'm one of five girls. My sister has nine, my oldest sister has nine daughters. So like I have three daughters. <clears throat> so women's ministry is something that um, I feel like um, I enjoy because I just enjoy people and um, the different walks of, of women that we get to see. Um, and it's something that God has really breathed on specifically in our church. We haven't necessarily had to strive very much for um, the Lord has just kind of laid it out there because women do like to gather. They like um, they usually um, are very responsive when the Lord prompts them. And so uh, so it's been a delight. But we've really had a lot of change and shift, shifting um, over over the 10 years that we've done women's ministry at the church. And so it's been about 10 years since we wow. started. That's crazy. And, um, and our women's ministry was the first ministry uh, outside of Sunday mornings that we did. We started with just a little Bible study. It was called B&B, Women's B&B. No, I'm sorry, B&C, Bible and Coffee, not Bible and Breakfast, Bible and Coffee. Um, and so we had six women in the basement of another girl's house, and um, no one drank coffee but me. So that <laughs> the name didn't work very well. Um, it was just a lot of Bible, not yeah. a lot of coffee. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Bible and a lot of baby screaming, but really... Really, it was a home gathering. It was like yeah. an OG home well, gathering. Like how cool is it that that is how Arise started and like full circle? Yeah. Here it, we are. It back is, in the home. It is really neat. And so um, what was interesting is prior to doing our big mailer, we didn't do a lot of advertising, but when we launched our church. We had, um, we just before launch, we had about 73 people that were on the core team of who we were launching the church that we had developed over about nine months. And we could trace back every one of those 73 people to one of the women at that wow. um, um, small group. And so it really was the women's ministry that ha- has grown the church. We've, we've watched that happen time and time and again and, um, and how it sort of exploded. We had our first ever official like event at our office complex and um, we got in trouble because of we we're parking in everyone else's parking spots and we like maxed out the building and we've had like this problem with maxing out every facility that we would yeah. go in. And so really that was the pattern for, um, man, I guess, uh, eight years was just, you know, venues and meeting together and studying the word of God. And, um, and then, um, at Tamarack doing, you know, pampering and, um, and so again, seeing it grow exponentially until, um, December, 2019, when I began to feel 
like the Lord was shifting the dynamic of our women's ministry and 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 feeling like something needed to change in the approach. Um, and it wasn't because we weren't packing out events. We still were. At that time, we were pulling 500 women on a Wednesday with no childcare, um, yeah. and, which is insane. Um, and this and, is pre-COVID. Like this is pre-COVID, this yes. Before so before COVID, COVID ever hit, I started really feeling like in my spirit that something needed to change in the way that we were doing it, that we were seeing um, man's metrics of numerical growth, but that women still felt lonely, that women were still not activated in their gifts, that women weren't truly being discipled, that they could come in and, and cry and hear the word of God and agree with it. But if they didn't have a sister to hold their arm up, they would not be faithful to stay rooted in it and to grow. And so so um, I made the decision to follow the Lord's leading and to revamp the entire women's ministry um, to where this is pre-COVID in January that we would have roundtables, we would do discussion, we would eat together, and we would be more intentional to make this about breaking bread and talking together, which is crazy. Yeah. And then... Two months later, the COVID fell apart. Yes, COVID <laughs> changes the face of the yes. globe. You know, like so, like everything gets shut down, and so we felt like, okay, God was preparing us for this. This is what God wants. He wants um, original Christianity to be breathed mm-hmm. on again. He wants to see um, women of the faith, like in the early origins of Christianity, um, gathering with women that they work with, they go to school with. Um, just women they already share life with, but in the home, learning how to pray, praying for one another, eating together, um, and just true, authentic home birth revival. Yeah. And so um, we embraced that. Part of our decision in that was um, we slowly tried to go to where we no longer met in person. Um, the reason except on events three times a year. The Israelites gathered three times a year. So we felt like the Lord was speaking to us. There'll be three times when we would do throughout the year of events. And we'll do that this year again, where we will gather all for grand assemblies together. Mm-hmm. But the majority of what would happen would be in the homes like the early church. And so we started to move toward that. I knew that if I started having services where I'm teaching again in live, um, that it would kind of just go back to the old way. And I, I just sensed the anointing of God on the home. And I am thankful for women that have held on with us on this journey, because I know it was scary and it's not been seen before. And they're like, what are you doing to a working system? Why are you deconstructing this? But um, we have seen salvations. We have uh, so many salvations at home, miraculous healings, deliverances. I mean, what we are seeing and the way that God is breathing on these ministries really is even affecting our entire church mm-hmm. that we are remodeling most of the other ministries to sort of resemble this pattern. Um, but Caleb, the reason I believe this is so important is because I personally believe that COVID was an alarm, um, a holy alarm that was going off on the globe to the church. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of like when you hear an alarm go off and you hit snooze. Um, I do think things are going to go back to some sort of normal because scripture says, as in the days of Noah, it will be when the son of the coming, oh, when the son of man um, yeah. comes, that uh, there's going to be eating and drinking and, and, and making merry. Um, But I think that COVID showed us if we hold tight too much to a building um, and to our American systems of church, and we don't look to how the church thrives in the underground church, if we don't look at how it's thriving in Iran, how it's thriving in China, how it thrived um, in the early church, despite heavy persecution, um, then what are we going to do when the government shuts us down? We know that persecution is inevitable. We know that there will, we will not 
be allowed to meet one day across the globe. And I think that COVID was a big alarm that, hey, this can happen. And this is closer than what we really probably think. And so I felt like this mandate that instead of just hitting snooze again and going back to what was before, I think that those of us who could listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches is that to prepare the bride to go underground. I don't know if that's in my life, in your life, or our children's, but I think it might take a a good bit of time to turn the ship because we've been going. There's so much resistance because when we take away traditions, it seems like we're taking away something sacred. And it seems like this is all we know of church, so it must be the only way. Um, And so it's scary. And so it's been a lot to reroute that, but we are seeing some beautiful things. And, um, I think we are in 25 states. Arise groups are in 25 states. states. Half of the states in this country have been impacted by Arise. And then seven different countries. Um, yeah. And so. Which is so cool because before all of this happened, like, I think I shared this with you last year. Um, usually at the end of every year, I like to just go back through some of my journals and notes and just reflect on, um, what the Lord showed me, what I learned and things like that. And so last year, um, uh, in 2021, I was going through my 2020, um, sermon notes journal and the first sermon that was preached, um, in January of 2020 was all about this concept of growing larger while growing smaller, Mm. growing larger by growing smaller. Mm. And again, pre COVID, like COVID didn't force this. And it was, it's so cool because had we not, had you not been willing to listen to the voice of the Lord and obey him, we wouldn't have a rise in seven countries mm. around this world. We wouldn't have a rise in 20. It would, it would be awesome. We would have fun once a month here and the mm. Lord would still, I mean, the Lord still blesses, blesses it. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, I even think about how God promised Abraham that even though Ishmael was the result of Abraham's attempt to gain his promise, God still promised Abraham that he would bless Ishmael. Yeah. And even the temple, you know, God's like, God tells someone, like, I didn't really want this, yeah. but okay, I'll come down. You know, <laughs> like, exactly. I'll bless it anyway. Yeah, he'll bless it. It's not like it, it doesn't give you a license to disobey or anything like that. But at the end of the day, God still would have blessed that, but we would not be seeing the incredible results and the fruit that has been produced in the lives of each of you locally, but in women literally around the world. Well, and I think we're going to continue to see that because um, any kind of new seed takes time. And so there's going to be a tilling up of the ground. And I feel like the first few months was just getting people to like, okay, don't freak out but we're going to the homes, you know, like don't freak out. Okay. But now I'm going to stop preaching live. You know, like it was just like tilling up the ground. And it's crazy too. Cause um, we've had so many conversations leading up to the, the announcements of these big decisions where like, we were literally like, I feel like God's telling me to do this, but I'm scared. Yeah. Like what happens if the whole thing falls apart? But what's yeah. so beautiful is, you know, you, you say this, multiple, I've heard you say this a lot, like you are not the one that holds the rise together. Absolutely. And I think that's, and I think that's the kind of driving point is that, um, the old method does not work if government ever does shut us down. The old method does not work if I die or, you know, you know, we have to look at, (laughs) we have to look at what, what has sustained the body of Christ for 2000 years. And, I think it's a really great point. Rick Warren um, talked about how the measure of a church is how the the health of a church is the planting of new churches and life groups. We call them life groups or arise groups, but Paul would have called them churches. They were house churches and ladies, what I'm going to cry saying this, but what you are doing, you are 
planting churches in your home, whether you realize them or not. Yeah. You are, this is churches, organic Christian churches that are starting all over the globe and no government can stop this. We're not limited by how much money we can pay to the bank for our mortgage, how many buildings we'll max out. They're literally, this strips the enemy of any power he has mm-hmm. to contain the children of God. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the limit cap has just been removed. And so um, that's why I, I really believe too, that what we, the first year really was like tilling up ground if you're going to plant a seed, which is breaking up hard ground and getting it soft enough to plant the seed. Yeah. And I think we've started to plant that seed. And I, I want to say, I truly believe in my heart of hearts that the next couple of years, we are going to see exponential fruit as it starts to finally bud and get stronger and develop great root systems. Um, and I think it's only going to increase, but you know, we have to decrease sometimes to increase. There has to be pruning of that, which doesn't bear enough fruit so that it bears more fruit. This is the kingdom way. And so I just thank you guys for, um, for grasping a hold of it. But what was so amazing to me, Kayla, it's not like I was the only one that sensed this. I can't tell how many people were like, I was sensing this yes. same thing. Not I felt this. In our yes. Church, but literally like Kelly and I were having this conversation yes. at the same time. Elisa, I mean, just all of our friends from all over the country mm-hmm. and all over the world who are tuned into the heart of God, we're saying, we've got to, we've got to draw back. We've got to. Something has changed. Yeah. yeah. We have and to embrace so it instead of fight it. Yeah. Which, it's, it's just so cool to see how God's vision goes even like this isn't just an arise thing this is a kingdom yeah thing. yeah like arise is a part of of bringing the kingdom absolutely of to earth. And, and really it's, it's so not exciting. even just made up of our church there are women from all different churches all, all different congregations from around the world so let's talk for a minute because i know we're, we're going to try to keep these condensed to around 15 20 minutes for you guys but um uh about where we're going because I, I do think that's important it's beautiful to celebrate all that god has done um but I'm excited about where we're going. And yeah. specifically, I would like to um, to see in this new year um, an investing over working um, ambassadors over just hosts. Mm-hmm. So not everyone has to be, and what do I mean when I say ambassador? I mean that there are certain of you that God is not just, and I, I think it's many of you, many of this original team of women who are just saying, yes, I I think this fits for you, that you've been doing this a while and God wants you not just to host a group yourself, but to identify women in your group that now need to be making disciples themselves. Because all of us are called to make disciples that make disciples. And so um, at the ambassador weekend, the host weekend, we talked about this, how we envision that there are certain strategic women that you're like women at the well. You're like the Samaritan woman that you're going to win your whole city uh, because of the amount of influence that you have. But to do that, it can't be growth by addition. It has to be growth by multiplication um, and that we have to empower disciples to make disciples. And so um, uh, to remind you kind of what I see that looking like is in your groups right now, you could probably identify women that have been there for a while and they have women that maybe wouldn't come to your group, um, but would come to, you know, Sally's group. I don't know why I always choose Sally as the generic name, but they'd come to Sally's group 
And maybe Sally needs to have her own and you're coaching her through that. And so what I recommend is don't break up your group you currently have. Keep doing that group because you've developed a bond. You're finally just, you're probably just now really starting to be able to be vulnerable, to share anything and everything, to cry. It's just now not awkward anymore. Um, And so keep that bond to encourage. But as many of those women in your group as you can, encourage them to have an Arise gathering, um, to meet with you guys first and to watch it together so they already have content. They already know what what kind of questions are going to get raised. You've already prayed together. You've got all your emotions out already with each other. Um, But then if there are women that that they can think of, even if it's one or two, just like we told you, even if it's one or two, have a second, have have them have a second arise night where they are encouraging women from their community um, to come in. And this is, do you think about the potency of this? This is like a tree that develops branches and it grows. Um, And this is how, this is what I envisioned this year, just becoming stronger, um, identifying more and more women that want to be to be central in the carrying the gospel of Jesus Christ in their generation. That's really the magnitude of what we are doing. Um, And so it's not small. Yeah. And it's so important to do this too. Like this is actually the exact work that the Lord is doing in one of my Arise gatherings right now. Like as I was praying for the new year, um, how to go about um, taking care of the girls that are in my Arise gathering groups, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord dropped a name of one of those girls in my heart um, and that she was supposed to start leading it. Like, I'm still going to be there, still going to be a part, still going to support her, um, but that this is um, this is going to be the next step for her and her walk. And it was hard for me. Like, I didn't... Uh, there's part of me that's like, I worked for this. Like, I built this. When in reality, I didn't. This is God's. Yeah. And, um, and so it's scary. It can be intimidating to place something like this in the hands of another. But as long as we are heeding um, the word of the Lord... And and obeying him, then he is, then he's yeah. going to hold it and together. I, and I think, Kayla, one thing to remember too, as you do this, is that these women are going to freak out um, like you did, because you all freaked out on us, okay? And we had to watch, <laughs> we had to help you through that. It's like training wheels that you're on the side of them until they're yeah. ready. And that's why I think it's important not to nix your current group that Just you like have. Just push them out of the nest. Yeah, and... I do think that having two groups, so so like those girls could have two groups, essentially they have one that is with them that's very casual. You guys are all comfortable with one another and you don't lose that. And this is kind of like the hub where you can talk through problem sure. solving and pray together and then you let them do one on their own. Um, Absolutely. And, and you're just going to have to coach them through all the things that you went sure. through um, and help them with that. Walking so alongside them. So yeah, we would love to help you as you, if you are thinking about this and you have questions, be sure to reach out because we want to help you come alongside with that. But that's the vision. And also we will have those three times a year that we will get together um, uh, this year. I'm not uh, ready to give all of the details on that um, just yet, uh, but you'll hear about those soon. But um, So we're out of time for today. I do know that the next few podcasts, we are going to be um, discussing things that you've submitted to us, really great questions. And so we'll start that with um, the next one on Sabbath, but uh, it's just been so much fun chatting and thinking about just like remembering all that God's done and and excited for what he's going to do this year. For sure. So thank you all for investing in Arise and in the kingdom and being willing to partner with us as we go um, about this crazy journey that God's called us to. Um, So as always, we should probably close in prayer. Um, Do you want to pray? 
Sure. Today? Sure. So God, I just thank you for all that you've done, man, just 10 years of watching your faithfulness in the lives of women as we've sort of clumsily <laughs> tinkered and clunkered along trying to figure out what your will is. But Lord, we just have this raw desire to serve you and to see your kingdom come in our sphere, in our world, with the people that we love and that we're around. And um, and so, Father, I thank you that you honor that. You honor just that raw obedience and faith. And I ask that you would continue to do so. But God, we ask that we would grow into maturity as we um, radically obey your word, um, even when it doesn't make sense. And God, even as we've talked about this with Arise, I feel like there are women that are listening that they feel convicted because they've had areas in their personal life that you're asking them just to radically obey. They see the scripture, their eyes are opened like King Josiah's eyes, that he didn't realize that they were not uh, heeding to certain things. And when he realized it, he immediately set into motion to get to align his life to your word. And I pray that we would all have that kind of radical faith that would just obey you um, and trust that you know what you're doing and we can we can hug tight to your word and that you'll see us through. So I pray that you'd put a special blessing on each of their families in the new year, um, that you would give them strength, that they're, if anyone is weary and heavy laden, that you give them rest. And we thank you that you would anoint us for this task. Um, we ask you that this year would be the best year um, of a rise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.